Kevin Wilmot, director of The Only Good Indian, NKU professor. Thank you very much for joining Lawrence.com here in downtown Park City, Utah, during the Sundance Film Festival. Well, thanks for having me. This is great. Well, first of all, you are here with The Only Good Indian. Give us some background on the film and uh, what it is. Sure. The Only Good Indian is uh, a story of... Um, a young man, young Native American young man. His name is Dr. Haita. And uh, he uh, is basically living his life on, on the reservation with his family. And uh, suddenly uh, he's taken and placed in a boarding school. And these boarding schools um, were um, designed to remove the Indian part uh, from, from who you are. And so these boarding schools were designed to uh, basically kind of force assimilation, make you, you know, make you over into uh, a white person, in essence, you know. So they would, they would, you would, you would be taken there and, and uh, your hair cut and uh, you'd be given, often be given a new name, a uh, new religion. Uh, you couldn't speak your own language, you had to speak English. So it was, um, it was like a, a, you know, you were taken to another planet. You know? And um, what's interesting about our film is that you know we set it at uh, Haskell. Haskell was one of the boarding schools. In fact, it's the only remaining functioning you know, um, school that was a boarding school. And obviously, Haskell has transformed itself into a wonderful university. But its, it's origins are from in a boarding school. Up until how recently was it a boarding school? You know, I don't know for sure. To be honest with you, Tom may know that. Tom Carmen and the writer. Um, but I think that um, that lasted up until the 1950s and 60s. And, um, um, and you know, all the others have, been, in essence, died in one form or another. But Pascal was able to transform himself, which I think is a really great testimony to uh, Pascal. What drew you to this project? Well, I think um, growing up in Lawrence, I mean, living in Lawrence, you know, um, I first learned of this history. Uh, when I did CSA, and um, you know Dan Wildcat's in the film, and, and he talks about it in the film, and I was really struck by it then. Uh, it was a, you know I've always thought of myself as a pretty connected history guy, you know, and I hadn't heard anything about this before, and uh, so it's a it's a very unique piece of buried American history, and, um, and you know as an African American, I, I I equate it to. Uh, you know, not knowing about Jim Crow. You know, I mean, I, I can't imagine people in the, in the United States not knowing that there were these Jim Crow laws that, that really controlled black life for, you know, so many years. And, and the fact that most Americans don't know that these boarding schools controlled Native American life and, and the remnants of that still hold on to us today in many different ways. Um, it's, a, it's a real, uh, it's a real tragedy. And so what we try to do with the film is take that as a launching pad of the movie and, and, and place it in a context so that, um, you know, the boarding school history becomes inter an entertaining film, you know. And so we can try to get this, this knowledge out to as many people as possible. You know, in the end, you've got to entertain, you've got to tell a good story, hopefully, you've got to you know, make a movie that people want to see. Um, but we always try to infuse it with something that hopefully is important at the same time. Mm. And sort of the object of bringing a film like this to Sundance is to show it to as many people as possible and then use that as a, an entree into an even wider audience. Exactly. Um, exactly. 
what's the reception been so far? It's been really great. Uh, people really love the film. My reviews have been pretty good. Um, you know, I, I think Sundance was a perfect place for this film. You know, I mean, it's, you know, Sundance is just a very smart festival. You know? um, unfortunately, you know, there's always elements of the business side that you have to contend with. And the business side, you know, uh, of film, you know, is um, not nearly as respectful to um, the important parts of movies, in my opinion. You know, I mean, it's, it's you know, uh, you're always fighting against the fact that um, uh, the industry part of it is more concerned about what sells and what works and all of that than it is about you know, making headway into making America a, a better place. Right. You know? And, you know, we try to make movies that, that make America hopefully a little better place. Right. You know? And uh, I know that sounds naive and kind of corny and all of that in many different ways, and it probably is. But, but you know, the movies that I admire, I think, made me a better person. And uh, I like, learned something from them. It's not that you're trying to give a history lesson, but um, when people are ignorant about something, they just need to know about it. You know, and, I mean, and there's no apologizing about that. You know, I mean, that's that's one of the interesting things about uh, the film business. I think is that, you know, uh, you know, there's this there's this kind of like, oh my God, you know, I think I might have learned something. You know, and you know, stop that before it hurts somebody. You know, and um, and you know, it's okay. It really is okay. And 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 more than more than anything, and this is where the industry I don't think understands this. When people actually do want it. You know, people do want to be smarter. They do want to be uh, a little deeper. They do want to understand life a little more. You know, and 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 films, maybe more than anything, is one of the best ways to achieve it. And it is the unseemly sort of meat market side to right. the Sundance Film Festival. But sure. um, is there any news to report on? progress of the film and sure. uh, whether well, or not it might get distributed wider. Yeah, well, I think I think there, there are people who are definitely interested in the film. Um, uh, you, know, uh, you know, we've been talking to some foreign sales people, and um, so we hope to maybe report something on that at some point soon. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're, we're pleased at this point where we're at. It's a, it's a really tough market right now. You know, the economy, um, you know, independent film has changed. Last few years, and it's not the same place I came in, in 2004 with CSA. Yeah, it's a very different place, and uh, so for for that new environment, I think we're doing doing real well. You know, uh, it's um, it's just a different game in many different ways, and and I think independent, truly independent filmmakers like us, um, you know, we came in knowing it was a different place and a different environment, and so uh, I think you can. If you don't understand that at this point, you're going to be kind of shocked. What are some of the challenges that the only good Indian is going to face to reach a wider audience? Well, you know, I think anytime you're dealing with, with Native Americans, you've got people that don't want to hear it. I mean, I, I, just, I just try to be honest about this kind of stuff. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not racism as much as it is um, liberals think they know and they don't know. <laughs> And in the same, I had the same issue with CSA. Liberals thought they knew. I, I, I had just as many offended liberals as I had redneck conservatives. And, oh, yeah. Really? I, oh, sure. Huh. And because liberals oftentimes, they want to think they know the deal. 
And so don't tell me because I know. Yeah. They get this kind of don't tell me because I know kind of attitude. Right. And, uh, and they don't know. They don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and liberals oftentimes don't want to feel it because they think they know. Yeah. So they're not willing to kind of let it affect them because they kind of arrogant kind of I know attitude. Redneck conservatives at least will tell you straight up, I don't give a damn about these patients. <laughs> you know? And, yeah, and, and, it's up front. And it's up front. And so you, you, it's, it's, it's a much better situation with them because you know, you know, either they're, either they're going to be transformed by it or they're going to say, I don't hear that shit. Yeah. And so uh, uh, with liberals, it's a, it's a tricky thing. And, 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 no, and, and most film people think of themselves as liberal. And uh, so, you know, anytime you tell them something that they know, you know they don't know. Yeah. You know they don't know. <laughs> but they want to act like they know it. Yeah. You've got a little bit of a conflict there because it's going to make them have to, you know, bend a little bit. It's going to have to make them open some things up a little bit that that they you know they don't know if they like that. Do you think that um, I mean Sundance has a reputation and perception as being a very liberal, progressive, uh, socially conscientious festival? Sure. Um, have you encountered any of that pushback here so far? Well, well, I think I think I think the people of Sundance are totally cool. Right. I mean, they, they, you know, they got CSA, and CSA is about as radical as you can get. Yeah. Um, it, no, it's it's more the industry people that come. You know, I think it's it's more of the, the people that you are um, needing to kind of understand, have them understand this on an important level, so they can see how far the movie can go. You know, and you know, we we love to see the film become uh, a. Um, platform to discuss these issues nationwide. You know, that's what really should happen. There should not be anybody in the country that doesn't know about the world yeah. and how they affect the Native American life, you know? Um, you know, so, it, you know, that's something we don't control. That's something that, at some point, somebody in the media, or somebody in the industry, is going to have to make an effort to say, bring those guys in and let's talk about this story. And with CSA, we ran into the same problem, which was, you know, they didn't know how to talk about it. They weren't comfortable talking about it. So you can only go so far. Um, talk some more about the differences between when you came here with CSA and coming here this year. Like, what have you learned since then? What what lessons have you taken to heart? Like, uh, describe the differences between the two situations and scenarios. Well, I think. Um, uh, you know, the first time you come, you don't know anything, really. You know, I didn't know anything. I didn't want to expect anything. So it's all kind of uh, new and exciting and, and uh, pretty great, you know. And so I, I knew what to expect a bit this time. So, um, so it's not the kind of nuance that it was the first time. Um, and so that that makes it in some ways it's a little more difficult because you know at this point you want to be here and at this point you want to be there that's what you're trying to do um, uh, you know essentially I, as, as a whole I think this subject is just different because probably the economy you know the economy is made a little more subdued um, the, um, it's not quite the feeding frenzy. It's not quite for crazy, and, the, and even the party crazy party kind of thing. Yeah. Corporations all over the place, crazy parties. You know, they don't, I don't see that quite as much. 
And uh, to that more sort of festive aspect of the festival, uh, have you had a chance to enjoy yourself? Have you had a chance to take a breath and sort of enjoy the moment? Oh, sure, yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, it's, it's good to be here with you guys that you work with, you know, and, it's, and it's, it's, that's really probably what makes it special. You know, I'm a fan that was here, you know, they get to kind of, you know, do their thing here a little bit. But, you know, we had KU students that, we, that, that came out and stayed with us and, you know, KU students that came out with us that, um, that you know, was their first time being here. And, and so, it's, you know, I, I have to say I enjoy kind of introducing it to people. And I like introducing it to the students. You know, it's a great learning experience for them. They get to see, you know, uh, kind of how an independent film truly works, you know, uh, on the highest level. And, um, and that's, that's a really cool thing. Have you had a chance to catch any films? No, I, I got to see one film last time, and it's just too, I'm just too busy. Now. I understand. Yeah, sure. That's a shame. There's <laughs> a lot of good stuff out there. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is. I hear about it all the time. <laughs> um, well, I guess in closing, um, what do you want people to know about The Only Good Indian? And uh, what do you hope comes of its official selection in the uh, Sundance Film Festival? Sure. Well, I think, um, I, I hope people know that we have a a special film, I think. A film that really breaks new ground in a lot of different ways. Uh, a film that, um, you know, West Studios is amazing in. And, and, and J.K. Campbell as well. And, and Winter Fox Flint, who is a newcomer. But I think, you know, if he chooses to, he, he could easily have a career in film. Um, and so I, I'm really proud of the film. I'm really proud of what we were able to do. I'm really proud of what Tom Carmody did in, in writing the script and, and, and you know, taking the risk of trying to push us forward. Um, <clears throat> that's, um, that's quite an undertaking. And, um, you know, making a movie about Native American life is just a high-risk thing. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I sometimes think that the industry doesn't even know if Native Americans still exist. Uh, we have people stopping and shooting, how do you sell a Native American film? Um, and it's very difficult. And um, especially something that's not a comedy. You know? um, and it's difficult for to sell a black film that's serious. You know? I mean, nobody wants, wants people of color to be serious. They would like people of color to be happy. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's a challenge, but I think we've met the challenge. And I think we're going to find a way to prosper from the challenge. And more importantly, I think we're going to find a way to get the movie seen by the people that really see this film. You know, we've, the response from Indian country has been amazing to the movie. And they're very excited about the film and they're really anxious to see it. You know, we look forward to showing it to Lawrence, connect, doing something with connection, with connection to Haskell and KU. And uh, it's a, it's, it'll be a lot of fun. Well, Kevin Wilmot, director of The Only Good Indian and KU professor, thank you very much for joining us in beautiful downtown Park City during the Sundance <laughs> Film Festival. Uh, we wish you the best of luck. Thanks, man.